welcome to the Prodigal Souls Faith-Based Mental Health and Fitness Podcast, where our goal is to provide resources to the local community to help promote suicide and substance abuse prevention. I'm your host, Ford Henley. In today's podcast, we talk about the launch of our new, of many monthly deep dives, officially, unofficially titled Here With You Podcast, where we explore more in-depth topics and discuss previous meetings or other topics relating to biblical mental health. The show will be hosted by me, Ford Henley, and John Harmon, one of our participants in the Prodigal program, and a good friend of mine. I guess welcome to uh, the first extended Soul Talk podcast, or uh, still working on a name. Uh, anybody out there actually listens to this, and you have a better idea, uh, let us know. There's a lot of Soul Talks already out there. Um, so I'm your host, Ford Henley, and I got with me John Harmon. That's me. Um, to bring in a little bit deeper talk, and uh, so we started up a podcast. Uh, right now, we've been posting recordings of our uh, past speakers to the podcast, and we're trying something that's a little deeper that kind of builds on that, or like uh, talk about some topics about mental health. Um, we're not really sure yet. Um, we're just testing it out right now. Since you're kind of like a participant. And then, and kind of, and Soul Fuel Saturdays and Prodigal Souls and that program. We've had the different speakers come. Who would you say um, that stuck out the most to you? Or I definitely liked the gentleman from Nami. He was, was, you know, and being a health professional, I actually a little biased, seeing as I have a master's degree in health policy. So I, I, I like those professionals, those people who who put the time in and really do what they love to do and, and are involved with health. So. He he stood out to me. I think uh, predominantly. Uh, you that was the I always forget what the NAMI stands for. Uh, National Alliance of Mental Health Initiative. I don't know. That sounds right. Something, that sounds about right. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I really liked. And then he um, he also works in the behavioral health department at the hospital here. It's just it's just cool having all the speakers come. And a lot of times I'm I just kind of like what they do, and I don't even know what they're story really is and then to find out that they sort of had oh yeah like yeah, their own mental health journey mm-hmm. with his i think it was his brother they say he lost his brother to suicide and then not this past week the week before we had uh jeff mcdonald of impact in coast i've kind of been like a family friend for a while he was a youth minister at my parents church growing up and worked with my dad at the boys and girls club i didn't realize like he had gone through that kind of stuff as a kid, going through foster homes, and yeah. uh, and if you want to listen to more of that, you can go on our another episode of our podcast. Well, that's yeah. the, I think that's really what I love about Soul Fuel Saturdays is that everyone's living it. You know, it's not just something we talk about. It's not just a feel good kind of thing, but it's it shows you that everybody's living it. Everybody's going through it. Everybody, you know, is is suffering in some sense, uh, whether it be their upbringing. Whether it be what they're going through now, I mean, everybody is is kind of struggling, you know. And uh, I think it's important that you have an avenue and you have a means to where you can meet up with other people who aren't afraid to say, "Man, I'm struggling too." Yeah. You know, I'm struggle busting, yeah. and uh, and and there, I think there's a lot of relief in that, and just knowing that there's other people out there who who are going through it as well, and uh, not the not just that they're going through that, but but hey, they want to help, you know, and they they want to see. Uh, the people around them get better. So that's that's really what I love about this initiative, Ford. 
Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of one of how, why I started it, because, you know, like, when you're going through depression or addiction, you always kind of feel like you're on your own, or nobody knows what you're going through, and I just want to create a way where people could be open and not feel alone, and just kind of know that there's resources out there to help them, because I think, like, what the not like a theologian or anything, but devil is just kind of wants to... It's got those fiery darts. Kind of lie to you. Yeah. And make you feel like you're alone. And just and to get getting past that part is what really kind of helps you move forward. And we also have our Thursday night small groups that I started that kind of goes a little deeper into that with the Matt Chandler Recovery and Redemption study. And... um Liz, another one of our participants, um, we've been doing that, and it's kind of talked a lot about, like, understanding our brokenness is kind of, like, a part of who we are because of the fall, and you could get into, like, total depravity and all those things. Well, I I think that's kind of the first step, even when you come to the cross, is recognizing the fact that you need a Savior. I mean, you need something larger than yourself. It's that realization that, like, man, I tried everything. I, I, I turned over every stone. I turned over every rock. And, you know, I really can try to convince myself that I was going to find it underneath one of those rocks, that it was going to be what I needed to help me to get to the next step. But it's that coming to that kind of that final brokenness where it's like, man, I can't. And that's that surrender. That's that looking to the cross like, I need this because I'm broken. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think, and even, like, a little bit of experience I have in, in NA. Uh, that's kind of the first step, man, is admitting that you have a problem, you know? With what? In, like, NA, like Narcotics Anonymous. Okay. It's, it's, it's that admitting to, because, I mean, I went into NA having, you know, having had faith before, understanding what, you know, Christianity was. Uh, and when I got there, I really just, you kind of realize, like, wait, this is, like, exactly kind of, this is the faith message that I've been getting my whole life, you know? They just kind of took, jesus christ out of it and and they kind of allow you to replace it with whatever it is and i've got no problem with that because i think and it really is helpful i think what a little bit of time i spent in there was was helpful to me but the point i'm trying to make here is that first step right it's it's almost identical to when you come to the cross and and it's that brokenness it's that understanding that i need something larger than me i need something beyond me because me is broken me can't fix where i'm at so, you know, I think that's, that's a really important step to go along with the Bible or the uh, yeah, study that you're doing on Thursday nights. I know, like, what you were talking about, like, going on, looking every under every stone. And I think just having, I guess I'm, like, always, like, reading stuff and teaching myself stuff. And I kind of taught myself how to do a lot of things. So I always, like, turn to my self, my own knowledge. And that's kind of what the study was kind of going into, like the things that we turn to instead of God in these like troubling times. And I would go to a lot of like self-help books, but then like, you know, I'm still have a lot of social anxiety or I'm, you know, I'm just like laying on my bed and can't go to work because I just don't want to do anything. And... I got to a point back in, like, past October before I decided to start all this where I was, like, 
I really need help or I'm like gonna die or something. Yeah. Like, or something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. And and it's 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 always easy to say like you gotta turn to God in those things, but it's a lot harder to actually do it. And that's one thing I've kind of noticed with the group as well. Like, it definitely takes like a commitment or a leap of faith or yeah, yeah. something to really put yourself out there and trust key, God. Key word is definitely faith there. Yeah. So when you're broken, when you realize that you can't do it, it's you know the next step is is saying, "Well, I need something to be greater than I. I need there to be something outside of me." And 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 how does how does Paul define? Uh, faith, really hope. It's it's you know, faith is he defines it as uh, things unseen yet hoped for, right? So yeah. like in my brokenness, and it's not I'm, blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I'm either gonna sit here and I'm gonna die, or I'm going to believe that that there's something greater than me that can that can bring about the change that I need because I don't see it. You know, I, I you know coming through the other side of addiction, I remember. Right there, kind of at the precipice of, of, of making the decision to really get clean and, and to change my life. I remember thinking, this is way bigger than me. I cannot do this on my own. I cannot get clean on my own. Yeah. And then in that moment, seeing kind of having this internal conversation where it was like, I need there to be something greater than me because if there is not, I will die here. You know, and it seems dramatic, but. That's really genuinely how I felt was I'll never get clean if there is not something greater than me. If there isn't a a hope that I can have, if I, if I can't have faith in something greater than me, then there is just me and I'm not enough, you know, and I proved that to myself that I was not enough. Yeah, I I guess, I guess it's, it's the brokenness and then that leads to the faith, you know, that kind of, that we need something greater than us. So, yeah. Um, I know I was. When uh, my pastor, Pastor Ryan, came and talked on a Saturday, I really wish I could remember what he was saying. I guess that was kind of when we were first starting. I was kind of nervous about having, like, a pastor come yeah. to the yeah. gym and talk with the owner there. And, like, is he going to be okay with that? Yeah. Is it, um, so I don't know. If, do you really remember? I know he was talking a lot about... Um, so he was a pastor, man, and he, he preached the gospel really through everything, what he was saying, which is great. It's, I think that's amazing. And, uh, you know, I aspire to do that. Uh, I, I remember his struggles. I remember his, he, he talked about really his back. He had some back problems that prevented him from working out. And at the time, he loved to work out. He really, that had become such a, a large part of him. And, um, you know, I don't want to put any words in his mouth or any ideas out there that that wasn't really what he was saying. But what I feel like when I remember back about Pastor Ryan coming was that he was hindered from working out, which had become kind of something that he was, I don't want to say addicted to, but something that he loved to do, he was passionate about. And then when that was taken from him, he just had to lay in bed for hours at a time. You know, he'd get up, he'd go to prayer, you know, he'd pray. And then all of a sudden, like, he'd just have just excruciating back pain to where he, he was just laid up and he could do nothing but pray. He could do nothing but kind of turn to God in that moment. And um, I think what I think he was trying to get across was that uh, ultimately we need God. <laughs> ultimately yeah. we need the gospel um, because cause everything else can be taken from us in, a, in, a, in an instant. And uh, what it really boils down to is, is having uh, 
that Savior who who's there for us. No yeah, what. that's kind of similar to the Matt Chandler studies. Like, um, guys, Liz couldn't come yesterday. Uh, some stuff came up with her kids, and and like the whole message is kind of like going to God instead of going to these things. And I was just kind of reminded her, and then reminded me. It's like. Uh, I forget exactly how I said it, but it was like, go to the, make sure you're going to the God well, and yeah. whatever you're dealing yeah, with, because yeah. so, I know she's, she's dealing with a lot of stuff, and just kind of hearing everybody's story, and all the different things they've kind of dealt with, and it's like, I guess, how would you, like, tell somebody who's gone through, like, intense trauma, like, abuse, or a lot of suffering, like, it's not necessarily easy to, like, go to God and that a lot of times you probably want to like be angry with God for yeah. letting that happen. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that I would say is you're, you're not alone. You're definitely not alone. You definitely don't have to go through that struggle by yourself. So, I mean, I would say first thing, find somebody that you trust, find somebody who you know, absolutely loves you like that, that agape love, like, like, uh, the speaker who came yesterday, Caleb was talking about, he's got the agape life talking about that agape love, that unconditional love. Find somebody who you know you can trust, somebody you know loves you and has the best intentions uh, for you to just reach out to them, man, and just kind of open up. Uh, because I truly believe that God uses people, you know, to kind of as representatives of what his love is. So, so that, I mean, that's exactly what the life of Christ was, was he came down here to live this life to show people, hey, you're not alone, I'm with you, you know? Yeah. So... Find somebody that you know and you trust that you can just tell, that you can be open and honest about and just say, hey, man, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. Maybe you don't, you know, if you don't trust them to the extent of just releasing everything, then just just let them know what those kind of those uh, those emotions are that you're feeling. Just let them know that 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 you're you're struggling, you know, and uh, I think that's kind of the first step is, is just finding somebody that you can do life with, someone you can talk to about life. Um, and I think that that's, that's a good start for, for releasing, you know, what you're going through. And, uh, it's, it is a little bit easier. I mean, it's not, I'm going to say easier because it isn't easy just because I have faith. It doesn't make it easy for me, but I think it is easier for me to kind of give that, that speech of, uh, uh, let go and let God, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, but the truth is, is the second I'm going to, I'm going through something, I, I forget all about that too, Yeah. you know? Uh, God has blessed me with with an awesome wife who is just you know she knows how stupid I can be she knows <laughs> how emotional I can be uh, you know ten years together she really knows me so I can go to my wife man I can tell her how I feel I can tell her what I'm going through you know and I think that uh, you know God God is a personal God and and God is a God of relationship so He gives us people who we can be personal with you know who we can have. Uh, relationships with so we can kind of uh you know open up to each other and kind of kind of just let each other know what we're going through and i think that that's kind of that helps a lot just by getting it out there yeah uh but i think something that god has showed me that and I, i'm i'll say this i'm not ashamed to say it but i think venting without faith can be sulky at times so i think that it's good to vent but i think that we should also have a prayer life to go along with that, that we should also believe that God can heal us, 
that we should believe that God can provide us a miracle that we're looking for, you know? So it's good to vent. And I believe that we should vent. More like a lamentation. Yeah. I mean, think of those guys. Sackcloth and ash. Yeah, man. It's pretty (laughs) epic. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, that's some some Old Testament uh, grievement. I sent it in my playlist. Yeah. But I, I actually have a playlist called Sackcloth and Ash whenever I'm, like, feeling really down. I just, like turn it on to kind of remind myself, like, to refocus. I know for me it was definitely hard, the relationship kind of stuff you're talking about. Once I grew up on my own, but, like, I had to do a lot of stuff on my own and taught myself a lot of stuff, and uh, I was always kind of, like, picked on, and it was kind of like I didn't feel like I could trust people with this pain that I feel, or if I did tell somebody... Like, in my family, like, they would kind of tell you just to, like, mm-hmm. laugh it off or pray it off. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, that doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't, like, sadness. This is, like, kind of described as, like, a, wearing a straitjacket, but then you're, like, chained to, like, a block of cement underwater, and you can't get to the surface. <laughs> Hopeless. Yeah. Hopeless. It's kind of been, like, my goal for this year is to get better at that relationship kind of stuff. It definitely doesn't come naturally to me. I always want to kind of do stuff on my own. Um, so, I mean, this this essentially, what, what was your intentionality behind, uh, you know, this, this ministry? I just lost, I mean, I've been depressed. Um, my dad's dealt with depression and he has mental illness from, um, mainly from like not taking care of his health. And he suffers with dementia and type 2 diabetes. And I've lost two uncles on both sides of my family to suicide. I've lost friends, people I don't know, and I see somebody on TV or in the news, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of, like, breaks my heart, and I'm always reminded of, like, the Casting Crowns song that's actually on that playlist. It's called Jesus Friend of Sinners. Yeah, yeah. And it says, like, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours, and it just breaks my heart, and I'm like, what can I do? Because I don't want people to, like, go to church, and somebody's... Just tell them to pray it off, and then they yeah. like don't get what they were looking for, and then they give up on life. And I want to know that I gave what I could. And I think through from my own journey, you doing CrossFit and focusing on my nutrition and my spiritual health, it's they all kind of go together. I don't want either one. They all kind of go together. Do that healing, and then allows you to kind of focus on God more. Yeah. Because then you're kind of getting out of yourself and challenging yourself. And that's what I liked about CrossFit because it has that kind of mental challenge where you kind of like, you want to give up, but you keep going. Keep pushing, man. I know. And it's kind of like ever-changing like with what I really want to do. But I just kind of hope that whatever I do makes an impact and helps somebody. I'll go ahead and tell you a little bit. Like, I guess I'll give a testimonial because, you know, I've been doing it. Uh, I've been about part two of, months. Yeah, prodigal souls, soul fuel Saturdays, and uh, God, this past year has really been phasing things out of my life that I think have have been deteriorating my physical health. Uh, I, I gave up um, smoking cigarettes back in November. Uh, you know, God, He called me to do it, and uh, I, I took you know I got some patches, man, and I went through the six week thing, um, and it helped me. It worked. Uh, I have not had a cigarette since since uh, the beginning of November. And I even, this is kind of a sensitive subject, but I'll go ahead and talk about this too. Uh, 
I was using marijuana regularly. I even had a medical car, so I, you know, legally could smoke marijuana. But God kind of put it on my heart that I was really abusing it, uh, going back to kind of that, my, my addictions and stuff like that. I, I was justifying overusing it, and I yeah. was just became overusing. the well that you ran to. Yes. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, it was a very expensive well. And he, God, just kind of convicted me, put it on my heart. I slowly phased out of that, and I haven't I haven't smoked marijuana since December. And then come January, I started uh, the Soul Fuel Saturdays, and uh, he's really been working on my, my physical health as far as working out and eating right. And, you know, it's funny is I didn't even realize it. We were probably about a month into it, and you had said something uh, kind of given that same spiel you just gave about how working out can kind of be a distraction. And it hit me, and we're like four weeks into this program, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, as somebody who's who's attempted suicide multiple times in my life, and and you know, just kind of for years and years have struggled with suicidal thoughts. A month into this thing, I I stopped and I said, man, I haven't I haven't had a suicidal thought since I started this thing, and it it was just so true that that the premise behind this whole thing is playing itself out, and. Uh, and and then if you like stop doing it, you can tell that it comes back pretty quickly. Like it's there's like a whole thing about how your gut and your brain kind of go together, and 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 then just having doing the physical activity even helps as well. It's I mean, it's good to hear that it's helping. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, there's only me, John, and Liz, and like there were more people. I just kind of been uh, yesterday before everybody came. I got there like an hour early because they let me have a key for now. <laughs> Moving on up. So I just, I got there early to kind of charge my camera and stuff. Then I decided, like, to kind of, like, walk around the gym and just, like, pray. It's really weird praying out loud. I don't really like doing it. I was praying in my head. And I'm just kind of praying, wanted to bless the gym and, and John and everything he's trying to do so that we can give back in some way. But also just, like, that God sends the right people and not me try to grow it myself or just allow me to do whatever he needs me to do and to be ready for whenever that happens and not focus so much on like there's not 20 people here but focus more on like you hope the two people that did come that's definitely still a challenge because you know i'm like for me i'm always like i see all these people supporting like the american cancer association and all these like kind of like tangible ailments those are good to support i've lost people to cancer as well but i feel like if people cared as much about mental health as they did about cancer, we'd have a lot less cancer. Yeah. Because then, you know, people wouldn't be smoking mm-hmm. or they might not eat kind of like... Stress eating. Stress eat sugar. and Because uh, there's a lot of research that some cancers are metabolic, like based on like your diet. Well, I, I know they just released a study that said that uh, uh, millennials are, are contracting cancer at a much younger age now because of the obesity the, the rates of obesity that affect our generation. And then I feel like you could have less alcoholism. Like if we could really create a way for people to feel the one, it's like, it's okay that you're having these problems and you're not alone. We can move forward through it and we could help. I think it would solve a lot of other problems yeah. on its own. Not that I'm like trying to like save the world, but it just, I just kind of hurts that like people don't care as much about it because they haven't really felt that kind of pain or, not everybody's lost somebody to suicide, and it's not as prevalent, I guess, or... doesn't hit home for... And then I was always kind of like, when my uncle died, like, 
I don't know if I learned it at church or somebody's talking about it, but like, there's also the movie What Dreams May Come, if you've ever seen that with Robin Williams. I have. Where his, I believe his wife committed suicide. That is true. And so it was always like, they wanted to help because they committed suicide. And I was like, I never, I mean, I still kind of like, couldn't really figure that out. That's just kind of where I was on like, God and depression, like, like what I'm, that, what, the way I'm feeling is bad, you know, like I would be mad yeah. at me for being depressed. It's kind know? of this just perpetual thing where yeah. you feel it, right? You, the depression comes on, you feel it, you kind of, you know, next thing you know, it, it's just overtaking you. And then you just feel bad for feeling bad, you know? And it's like this, you don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. So I can, I can never really relate. So I think it goes back to uh, being able to kind of talk to someone about it, you know, taking that step. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll listen to this. If you're hurting or you um, have questions, you can always go to my website at prodigalsouls.com, leave slash resources. And I have a list of places you can go to get help, um, like the Suicide Prevention Hotline, NAMI, the Mental Health Association, Try Love and Arms, a bunch of other ones. And I'll continue to add them. Or you can just message me through the little messenger chat app on the website, and I can help direct you. I hope whatever we talked about today was helpful, and just let you know that we're praying for you. Do you mind if I, if I close and pray? Is that, is that something? Yeah, we could try it. So. We'll try it. <laughs> right, right. I, don't, I don't think we had to hold hands. Kind of far away. Yeah. We could, they wouldn't even know, though. <laughs> they wouldn't even know. We we're holding hands. We're we're holding hands for everyone out there. No, I don't want to lie. We're not. We're yeah, not, we're holding, not hands. holding hands. We're not actually holding hands. Their hands are sweaty. Uh, you know, as we pray this, I, I just hope that you know there's people out there who listen who who can kind of you know not only can you relate, but you're 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 ready to uh, maybe start believing that there is something out outside of that of yourself. So, uh, you know, as I pray, I just I hope that people out there pray along, you know, with us. Uh, you know, Heavenly Father, I just I thank you for. For allowing me to meet for it, Lord God, just you know, meeting him over you know some some years ago and uh, putting within us, Lord God, just a desire to have a friendship, Lord God, and I just thank you that you've cultivated that friendship, Lord God, and that it has grown, and that you know here we are now, just uh, giving glory to your name, Lord God, that we're just knowing that you see a need, Lord God, that that you see something that that is. Uh, breaking your heart something that uh that you care about lord god and that's that's all of us lord god and that that you care that we hurt lord god and uh not only do you do you care that you you do something about that that you've done something about that lord god that you've sent your son uh, into the world uh lord god and that though he was rejected and, and and he was hung on a cross lord god and, and he was crucified that that you didn't let it in there but you rose him from from the grave and, and you gave him victory, Lord God. And he doesn't just he doesn't just keep that victory for himself, Lord God, but he he shares that with all of his children, that those who believe in him and those who, who share in that faith, Lord God, they, they get to share in that victory, Lord God. And that even though we're going through things that just get us down and just, you know, can get us in this perpetual funk that that you have a victory that that you're you're ready to hand to us, that you're ready to give to us. And uh, Lord, I just pray for, for, for everyone out there who's, who's listening, who might find themselves, you know, in, in that, that funk, Lord God, that, that pain, that you would just strengthen their faith, that they would begin to believe that there's hope, that they would, they would see that, that they can have victory, that they can overcome the challenges in their life. And I, I pray that you would 
you would give them a Silas, so to speak, Lord God, that you would give them somebody who they can go to and share their, their hurt and their pain with, and that, that they would help them along the way and help, help them in their journey. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you continue to bless this ministry, that you continue to bless Fort, uh, and, and that, Lord, that I might be blessed through this as well, that you just continue to bless me. And uh, in Jesus' name, amen. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, and review our podcast. You can learn more about what we do at Prodigal Souls by visiting prodigalsouls.com. You can also help support our ministry by purchasing something through our web store or contributing on our website on the Give tab. We hope you have a good week, and we will see you again.